0: The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Yo yo yo, welcome to another edition of Roundball Ramble. I'm your host Corbin Forge. You can find me on Twitter at Corbin there's a hoop ball presentation, so make sure to check out hoop ball on Twitter at hoop ball tweets, online hoop ballcom ball dot com, plethora of great content there. Uh, the draft guide for us just dropped, which yours truly had a part in, so that was cool. Would be able to help out with some great guys putting some prospects together, um, strengths, weaknesses, whole line, uh, especially getting that fantasy perspective in terms of how they may fall, depending on where they fall. So definitely make sure to look at that. Um, it's still being updated. To the very moment. By the time we listen to the podcast, it'll still be being updated, and afterwards as well. So definitely tune into that. Got some more things going up on the works as we get closer to draft time in the off season with hoop ball. But not to bury the lead. Speaking of, you know, draft, off season, all that good stuff. I have my good friend Justin him. You know him, you love him. He's been on a few times. You can find him on Twitter at Justin Match 26. Make sure you check him out. Heck of a follow, especially if you're a Cavs fan. Maybe not if you're a Monte Ellis fan. Justin, how you doing, man? <laughs>
1: I'm great, and uh, we're going to have this little intervention talk soon about your irrational love <laughs> for Monte, Latrell, Michael Beasley, all of
0: that. The greats, um, the greats. We'll see Michael Beasley. Great. We will the, see him live.
1: Uh, we, we, I am, I, I'll tell you what, I am ecstatic to watch Michael <laughs> Beasley play in the Summer League. It should be fun. I mean, you have your name on Twitter, Summer League MVP, like, you know, he he's trying to get himself back in the league. I'm not going to say that it's impossible for him to win Summer League MVP. Like, you know, our top picks could be sitting out. They might play a couple of games, and then they're done. You know, it, Michael Beasley, I'm not going to rule that. I'm not going to rule it out. I still don't think he has any NBA future. But mm-hmm. Summer League MVP is available.
0: Whoa, whoa. So I mean, listen. I, the way I see it, play all the top five picks. when Michael Beasley, I'll play him all. <laughs> I'm done. Right. I'm just saying. Anyway, all right, so let, let's talk. Let's get past that for a second. We'll, we'll get back to that, you know, later, future conversations. We'll talk about the greatness of this Michael Beasley. I, I, I'm so happy to see just a living basketball legend. But moving right past that, we got to talk about someone who's not a basketball legend, who has been on the training block for a minute, who was called out by his co-star and his coach during the playoffs. That is one Ben Simmons, who reportedly, according to numerous sources on the training block, Finally, if I should be traded a while back, while 76 could get maximum value from him. Um, What do you think about this whole Ben Simmons conundrum? Any trade value he has? Let's kind of get into this. uh, Let's start a discourse.
1: Well, I want to start by saying uh, it is currently 11.27 p.m. uh, in the Eastern Time. I know it's a little bit earlier than that for you there. Yeah. But for those of you listening, just know we're going to be talking a lot about trades in this episode. Uh, And it is still technically Friday, even in the East. Fun trade Friday, Friday, baby. Does technically count as a fun trade Friday, even if the recording isn't finished on a Friday and it's not going up on Friday. Just know that this is fun trade Friday, uh, still. But yeah, Ben Simmons has been interesting. Uh, Obviously, I think the reports as of late have you know suggested that they are going to be getting a little bit more aggressive with Ben Simmons trades. Obviously Daryl Morey isn't just gonna sell him for nothing. Obviously they want all star caliber players in return. I think there are a lot of teams that will offer that and I think you know that that's been made clear by reports as well, but there is still very, very real interest in Benson, and so it will be interesting, you know, just to see what teams kind of emerge as legitimate suitors for him. Obviously Damien Miller has kind of become a thing in the past couple days in Portland. Uh, he kind of came out and shut down rumors of him immediately requesting a trade. But it's still kind of to be seen whether that actually happens this offseason or not. He didn't rule it out, so you know that's one team. There are plenty of others that you know have players that could be of interest for the Sixers. Um, it'll just kind of depend on who else becomes available. Uh, but I'm I am really really interested to see just what other teams, kind of as the offseason progresses, really, you know, gets in the race for him because I think it's it's definitely. Even if he doesn't get traded this offseason, which I would be surprised by, we're definitely going to see you know serious suitors and serious contenders emerge for him. Uh, what teams, for you specifically, do you like to fit of? Uh, do you think are realistic? I'm interested to hear. Where you, I want to hear you start on you know just your favorite Ben Simmons destination. All
0: right. Well, I mean, honestly, I would love to get Ben Simmons on the Minnesota Timberwolves to play with I the next Say
1: the same thing. My Bro, absolute favorite fit for Ben Simmons.
0: Really, you know what? I'm gonna let you get that then, because I'm gonna go through another. you, sure? I'll let you I, I'm sure. I'll chip in there because I have another one that I like to talk about, and that is taking Ben Simmons and sending him to the Sacramento Kings.
1: Okay. That I was mean, so I'll uh, let you get more on the the rant on that one, but yeah, Minnesota is I I just feel like almost a perfect fit as far as the type of team that Ben Simmons needs and the type of player that Minnesota needs, obviously playing next to a floor spacing center and Cat who can just, you know, carry the load of the scoring on the offense. And Anthony Edwards, another guy who can space the floor, who doesn't, you know, who, who need, can take the ball out of Ben Simmons' hands when it counts the most and just allow Ben Simmons to work and do what he's good at on the offensive end. Um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of trade would be done there with Minnesota just because it seems like, you know, what a, a trade package may have been before was something along the lines of D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley. Going back to Philadelphia, and obviously, you know, I th- I've seen some Philadelphia fans, you know, kind of seem disappointed in a package like that. But getting two real offensive, you know, minded guards that can shoot and score and space the floor the way they do, I think that would be a fine package for Ben Simmons at this point for Philadelphia, just because of again what that does for the offense uh, compared to what Ben Simmons did for their offense. Uh, again you know, building around Joel and B just getting shooters and guys who can also, you know, handle the ball and bring the ball to the floor. Um, not that D'Angelo Russell is, you know, a guy who pushes the pace a ton, but you know, can can run the floor with the ball in his hands is a good enough passer. Um and same can be said in a way for, for Michael Beasley, another guy who can, you know, get buckets in transition, can pull up yep. in transition. So
0: Michael Beasley, you, know, you said it
1: two versatile shot makers, especially in the half quarter, two things I think would be really, really valuable for uh Philadelphia team. Uh, would Philadelphia ask for more than that? I don't know, but it doesn't seem like a deal gets done if they do, because on Minnesota's side, we have seen reluctance from them to get rid of D'Angelo Russell, which personally I kind of feel like is a mistake. Um, I, I, I don't completely understand the fascination of you know, you know, with D'Angelo Russell in Minnesota. I do understand that he's good friends with Carl Anthony Towns, and that is important.
0: But, um, I, I still. Don't ice is know. in his veins. You forgot that part. What did you say? You said, I said you forgot that ice also runs in his veins. Can't, that's kind of a, a pretty d- good detail.
1: Yeah, I guess I did. I mean, you know, you got, you got that too, Philly. I guess, you know, that's, that's <laughs> a crowd favorite. You know, you'll have Joel with his arms up. You'll have, you'll have D'Angelo Russell pointing to his wrist. It'll be a fun time in Philly. But, <laughs> you um, said it. Oh,
0: but
1: I, overall, I, uh-huh. uh, No, go ahead, go ahead. I got, no, I, guy, guy. I overall, gotta help you out. Uh
0: huh.
1: Overall, I, it, it seems weird to me that you know, Phil, or that Minnesota is so reluctant to give up D'Angelo Russell in a deal like this, just because again, I think it's the, the exact type of player that Minnesota needs. When not only does D'Angelo Russell seem like overlap with a guy like you know Anthony Edwards there, Malik Beasley there, even Ricky Rubio still being under contract. Um overall I just think you know as they have done for most of his Minnesota Timberwolves tenure, uh the Timberwolves have just really overvalued D'Angelo Russell.
0: I agree. I I mean I, I like him. I mean I'm the, one of the biggest Ru- Russell fans out there. He's just outside my pantheon. So I mean it's hard, but yeah, I have to I have to admit I that I he...
1: with your level.
0: He's he's not quite there. A little more a little more a provenness, you know. I mean, Terry Rozier won a playoff series. You know, I mean, DeAndre Russell does that. You know, he's helped he's helped in one, but when he wins one, um, and he's the main guy, you know, come back to me. But also, I got I gotta let you know. I think we talked too much Michael Beasley earlier because you actually just name dropped him like four minutes ago. And what you named Michael, a, or, you I Michael Beasley.
1: Beasley.
0: I meant to say Malik Beasley. I, uh, I was like, hey, the same is true. It didn't really matter what you said. You're right. Okay. <laughs>
1: I met the thing, You have I have too many M. Beasleys in my in my head right now. All but right, if I, I said yeah. Michael going to the Philly Sixes. I met in the
0: league. Trust me, I like Michael back. I like Beasley back with the Wolves. You know he was alright. I mean, he wasn't great, but whatever. <laughs> Good usage, you know. Anyways, um, no, I'm with you. I agree. I don't I think, think that's
1: Philly, your, I don't you. think Minnesota agrees with you, by the way. But carry on.
0: They, they probably don't, but they they don't know what's good for them. Honestly, I mean Minnesota, man. Look look at who they've had to root for over the years. I mean, listen. Let me be the GM for a minute. I, I can't you can't do worse than David Kahn. I mean
1: they they made the Ricky Rubio reunion. I don't see why they
0: can't do a Beasley reunion. Exactly. And I wasn't even for that. Yeah. Why like, can why not? Beasley at least could give you something. I mean, come on. Look at the chemistry. You know. I mean. Anyway. Anyway. Joking aside, I, I gotta I gotta go back to your comment about, you know, the roster construction. Now, D'Lo being prized as much as he is, I don't get, especially when it seems like he would be the easiest person in terms of salary, um, you know, put him alongside Malik Beasley and and make a package that's actually worth Ben Simmons than trying to craft one without him because I don't see how that works without him as, as part of it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, with that being said, uh, if Minnesota doesn't work with Beasley, by all accounts, I think John Krasinski already said that the core that Minnesota... Thinks they have is Ant, um, D'Lo, you know, Carltone Towns, uh, Jade McDaniel's, and 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 I mean that's kind of it. What do you see there as a package they can make that would be competitive if they did not have D'Lo as the necessary piece?
1: How much does Minnesota value Jade McDaniel's? Um, How much do they value help now over a future piece like Jaden McDaniels? Because if you're not going with, you know, with D'Angelo Russell, your salary matching pieces you're looking at are Ricky Rubio, Juancho Hernan Gomez, uh, maybe Jarrett Culver gets involved in that. Joshua Kogi you have there as well. Um, All fine players. uh, But if if you're looking for an all-star caliber player in return, Malik Beasley is probably the closest thing that you're getting right now. And I just don't think that gets you there. Even, you know, if you were to include picks, just because again, I don't think that that matters as much as just on court, you know, maximizing Joel Embiid's window does. So unless, unless Philadelphia really likes the idea of, of Ricky Rubio next to Joel Embiid, which I personally don't, um, I don't really see a ton there, which is disappointing. Uh, Kind of just hoping that that D'Angelo Russell ends up actually, that the Minnesota kind of eases their stance on keeping him, and that he is the guy who is involved there. Because I, I don't really see it happening without him.
0: I agree. I mean, it, it, it has to be done. I think that you know you don't, I can see why. If, if 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 it's something that will definitely turn Carmelo Towns away, then I, that's the only reason why I don't do it. Because you want to keep him. Otherwise, why are you making the trade for Ben Simmons? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. you want them to cover for themselves. Now, if it's about keeping your player happy, it really depends on how, how big is that, you know, friendship, how big is that importance. So if it's like a Stephon Marbury, uh, Kevin Garnett situation, again, going back to the way back, um, you know, where they're friends, but, you know, money talks, this and that and the other, being on their own team, whatever the case may be, then you do that. If it doesn't negatively impact you know, your team, Kevin Garnett was still a Timberwolf for a great many years after the fact, even though he lost a friend. Um, yeah, some of that was just between and the two. But
1: so, just saying with, with, with this too, I think if you had Ben Simmons, who, again, I think is in the perfect role in Minnesota and that works out, I think, again, I don't know Carl Anthony Towns personally, obviously, but you, one would have to think that winning with Ben Simmons would make him happier than losing with D'Angelo Russell.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. I mean, and, and you're right, winning usually cures all ills. I've don't. i never seen a player win and go, you know what, the trade of my guy was never the same after. I mean, LeBron had Dwayne Wayne and his team trade him away. And went to the finals. Yeah, you know, part of it was him trying to go back home. Great story. But, like, let's be real. It didn't work out. And he's still, like, at the end of the day, winning is winning, you know? Yeah. I want
1: right, to hear this thing. Huh? How do you just get done with the king?
0: All right. So this is what I have currently. I, I wasn't going to put this uh, there. I was trying to fix a trade around Buddy Heald. And I was like, you know what? He's not an all-star, but, like, come on. You went from being, you know, Ben Simmons was a main player in the James Harden proposal trade from earlier this year. He went from that to being offered for, like, Malcolm Brockton and stuff. So my thinking is this. Why not Buddy Hield and the number nine pick you have straight up for Ben Simmons? And, and if you want, let's say the 76ers you know, like, hey, we need more value. Fine, we will throw in Tyrese Halliburton.
1: Is that enough? Is that enough? Okay, well, first of all, I will say the Kings in any Ben Simmons discussion should not be hesitant to include Tyrese Halliburton. Yes, don't he likes Tyrese good. Halliburton. Yes, he was a great pick. Yes, he's a good player. But, like, I don't think they should fall into the trap of overvaluing Tyrese Halliburton just because, yes, he's going to be a very good player. But if you're getting Ben Simmons and you're not giving up to Aaron Fox, Tyrese is a piece I'm I personally would be willing to part with even on you know the good contract as a contributor for the next few years. Wow. Let's get back over to Philadelphia's side. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Again, uh, Buddy Hield as the quote unquote all star talent that you are receiving, and Tyrese, who again, very very good player, fine player, you know, can be your starting point guard or two guard, you know, next to Seth Curry or whoever else. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Buddy Heald that is the other guy there. But obviously I feel like, you know, the guy that that, that Philadelphia wants in this instance is De'Aaron Fox, and that's obviously not happening. Um, is <laughs> is Buddy Heald a good enough consolation prize? And again, you know, a guy who fits well around Joel Embiid just because of the spacing element that he provides. But um, how many of that, you know, Tobias Harris, Buddy Heald, like, how many of those types of guys do you really want? You know, Seth Curry, and it's just, at that point, like, yes, you're, you're getting shooters, you're getting floor spacers, but I, I'm i still not really sure that I love the fit overall there. Um, I think you're definitely taking a hit defensively, going from Ben Simmons to Buddy Heald, pairing, you know, Buddy, Tobias, Halburn's um, not a bad defender, but say you start Curry, uh, you're putting a lot more, uh, you know, responsibility on Joel Embiid than uh, on the defensive end, and you're getting, you know, again improved spacing on the offensive end for him. But at that yeah. cost, it is it is you know something to consider whether that's worth it. And overall, just is the talent enough? Um, I don't know what how Philly values Marvin Bagley if they think that there's anything there that you know that they could get out of him. Um, another guy who I think is interesting, obviously in the last year of his contract, obviously dealt with plenty of his own injury problems. and I have no idea if a contending team would be interested in taking him on, but mm-hmm. maybe there's a piece that could be interested. They could be interested in if you're Philadelphia. But overall, I do just kind of struggle to see where the Kings make it happen without the Iron Fox.
0: I mean. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, here's the problem: Harrison I just don't Barnes think the
1: guy who could maybe do something. Huh? Is Harrison Barnes a guy who could maybe do something for you? Like, who do they value more, out of Buddy and Harrison?
0: You know, I I, 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 I would don't... I would definitely think Buddy. You need a shooting guard. You need more shooting. Harrison <laughs> Barnes is a decent shooter, but he's also in a position that I mean, I I don't know. I think he's more like he's not even like a floor spacing four. He's like a four who can shoot three, but like maintains the mid range. I don't think he spaces the floor enough. Just consistently, where you have Buddy Hill will take nine threes a game, and his impact will be so much better for a Philadelphia um, team with you know Joel Embiid as the as the helm in my mind. Could it be both? Now that might be enough to make it happen. I I think you still got throwing like a pick or something just for posterity's sake. I don't think and Ben Simmons.
1: salaries you're probably adding like George Hill or something like that to make the salaries work on on Philadelphia's end. So. George Hill-Sacramento Kings reunion. Hmm? Just saying. No,
0: I mean, listen, I mean, money-wise, maybe, but after seeing how Washington was in Philadelphia, just, <laughs> that was crazy. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll still be a contributing player. He a, played, you saw how he played, though, right?
1: I saw yeah. how he played, but it, it was a weird adjustment. George Hill, I feel like. It was kind of... not the exact 35-year-old George thing, Hill, But, like, he's still a useful player. Like... If you were to, even if you were to get bought out by the Kings, like he get picked up by someone else, he still, he had a bad stretch with Philadelphia, but I still think he can be a useful player.
0: All right, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I'm not as as hopeful as you are. I think that we've pretty much seen what he is. I think he's more of a bit player. At this Remember age. that
1: I was on the Nick Batum train when he was still in Charlotte.
0: That is true, and you were right. I for yeah, you're right. Okay. All right, I can't – all right. All right. Can
1: I mention another team?
0: So give me another team. Let's do it.
1: Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, straight up, boom. No
0: do way. Don't
1: even think about it. Don't even think about it. Just do it.
0: I, I, why? I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I did know you were kidding. I was like, um, no. What in the world? Okay. Okay. I was like, yes, yeah, that's just no thank you. I'm I I, I could not <laughs> Okay, but that's yeah, I mean listen, if you weren't trying to take off your entire fan base and I mean having Philadelphia with Kyrie would be interesting.
1: Oh, it'd be wonderful. It'd be fantastic. I think if that were ever offered to you, that is the exact type of player that you're looking for if you're Philadelphia. Um, I guess the case for Brooklyn is you have enough scoring between Katie and Harden. You know, Ben Simmons is a guy who can just, you know, be the the center of your defense, the guy that your defense kind of runs through. You know, you can give him the toughest defense assignment, you know, take a little bit of pressure off KD. Uh, Maybe you can ask him to be a little bit more physical around the rim and be kind of in that Jeff Green role to where you can play center some. Uh, Again, that's going to take some buy-in from Ben Simmons, but it's something that you might be able to get out of him. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, you've got... Jeff Green, you've gotten Bruce Brown to buy into the role. Maybe you can get Ben Simmons to do it. I don't know. But, like, Ben Simmons would be a cool player in Brooklyn at the price of Tyree. I don't know. But it's fun to at least think about.
0: I mean, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's fun to think about. I just, I don't know. I think that's a no-go, but I think it's interesting. What I saw on Yahoo I got to bring up, uh, Pascal Siakam in Toronto's top 10 uh, protected 22 first-round pick. I don't like that. I think it's kind of funky. I don't see how Pascal, again, someone who can shoot the three and space out a little bit, but that's not really his game. Um, He shoots 32% from three. I I just don't understand that. You bring Ben Simmons to Toronto, sure, you have a defensive, you know, monster. Uh, You have someone who, you know, can kind of maybe fit well alongside OG and Obi, you know, and Fred Van Vliet in them. But also, if Philadelphia wants Pascal, I mean, if Philadelphia wants, um, if Toronto wants Simmons, why not just do the sign and trade for Lowry? Uh, I do like Ben
1: Simmons and Toronto quite a bit, actually. I think, you know, with that core group of Fred Van Vliet, I'm just going to assume that Jalen Suggs ends up there. Um, OG and Chris Boucher, Ben Simmons, like that is, you know, Gary Trent Jr. Hopefully as well. Um, overall, I, I do like that quite a bit. Um, you do have the conversation of you could do a Kyle Lowry sign and trade. Maybe, maybe that works. Um, it also depends on guys you want to resign this offseason. If Danny Green, uh, is going to command, you know, any type of money. Uh, I guess it depends too on the type of money that you're going to, you know, give Kyle Lowry, but hard cap situations, you know, that does come into play. Uh, if you're going to bring in Kyle Lowry, uh, and if you don't want to hard cap yourself, then maybe you just don't go down that road. Um, Pat Scott Siakam, you know, you want your that all-star caliber player. Um, there you go. Again, his fit next to Joel isn't great, but mm-hmm. he is, again, at least a willing three-point shooter who is capable of hitting from out there. Um, you know, another guy who is, you know, a good defensive player. Like, I, I don't hate that for them. Again, you kind of get into the clunky fit again with Tobias Harris and Pascal and Joel. Um, not always going to be, you know, beautiful at times. But I don't hate that per se, and if you're including a first-round pick for Philadelphia as well, like and again, we'll just have to see how the offers shake out and how the market shakes out for you know for Ben Simmons. But that's not something that I'm just you know would completely shut the door on. I'd at least listen in that in, in that situation.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, I, I think it's interesting. If ben I... Simmons
1: was willing to shoot threes the way that Pascal Siakam was. I would say absolutely not. But just having someone with at least the confidence to take them, I think, is a difference. And he's on a similar, not the same, but similar talent level to Ben Simmons. Uh,
0: yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I, I don't think the deal is a perfect one in general. I don't like him nearly as much as you do, but I think the impact of him being on a fresh team, one such as Toronto, might be a big boost for him. I don't think you can definitely discount that. Mm-hmm. For sure. um, what are you thinking other than that? far as a, a trade. I think there's one more I saw that was my, maybe interesting. I don't know if I really like it, but uh, Brandon Ingram. Nah, I'm not doing that. If
1: I'm, no. I'm no.
0: not doing I'm New Orleans. Point Simmons. No. Point Zion. Point you know? Zion. I mean, you shrank your it. spacing, especially if you keep um, Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe. I, I think say, I'm what, doing what, that more to see... Up, are
1: we, what lineup are we rolling out if we're if we're New Orleans? So we're going, we're going, Eric Bledsoe, Ben Simmons, uh, Zion, and Stephen Adams. Yep. Uh, who's our Who's our fifth? Are we re-signing James Johnson and bring him back?
0: I mean, re-sign uh, him. No why don't, don't we uh, Why don't we just play our our young big man?
1: You could just throw Jackson Hayes in there. Why not there it throw is. Wendy Gabriel in there? Throw Wesley a one do in there.
0: You you know who's looking. I mean, listen. All I'm saying know, that's hitters. that is that is that not playing worthy? You don't see the playing team.
1: I I don't, but you know what? Maybe <laughs> they maybe they do. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge the Pelicans here. Um, I'm just
0: kidding. Hmm?
1: The Cavs? Hmm. and Sexton?
0: No, you're crazy. No,
1: just kidding. <laughs> but hey, Sexton Sexton. I'm not gonna get into the whole Sexton discussion, but. Could become an All-Star caliber player. Um, forget Love. Love is absolutely not being involved in any trades. It's just not happening. Obviously, everything that happened today with Kevin Love and Team USA, like mm-hmm. the dude is untradeable, and that you know that the nail in the coffin was just put in today. Um, but can you get there with like Prince and Larry Nance? A couple of valuable players for that team. Prince, obviously, again, just a little bit of shot generation from outside. Uh, can work in the mid range a little bit. Um, Larry Nance has become enough of a floor spacer to where he could be a good fit next to Embiid potentially, obviously another great defender like, could a trio of that plus pick compensation get you at least somewhere in the conversation? I don't know
0: Yeah, I guess you're right it's po- I mean, it's possible
1: It's possible But I'm not saying huh? it's like I'm not saying it would get you in the conversation but it's like, it's it's within realm
0: of being reasonable it's it's in the area. I will agree, it's in the area. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I think ultimately where is your dream destination for ben Simmons?
1: Minnesota. It's Minnesota. Um my my dream dream is just trading him straight up for Kevin Love. But um other than that, <laughs> Minnesota. I think again, pair him with Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns and like I think I just flat out think it's gonna have to take D'Angelo Russell to get it done. But like that is how Minnesota takes the next step in my eyes. Again, maybe they view it differently. It seems like they do. But that trio, and if you can just put a good enough supporting cast around it, you know mm-hmm. that is how they get out of the cellar. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. I think that is something that can jumpstart them, make them a push like the Atlanta Hawks did. You know? And not in terms of having yeah. a bunch of veteran talent, but that one guy with star talent. He's not a superstar, but star talent that can really push a team up the top.
1: Well, they have that veteran talent, too. Juancho Hernan Gomez.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, great. They should never. I would rather I was so mad that they didn't just go. I mean, Derek Jones Jr. declined. But if that was the case, I would have just swung for a different route. Juancho, especially for that money, no. No, absolutely not. Not a fan.
1: You've hated the Juancho deal, like, since it happened. Like, it, since they re-signed it Before they re-signed him, you didn't want him back. The Juancho Hernan Gomez disrespect on this podcast from you is, is undeserved.
0: I mean, look. Did I lie? Was I wrong?
1: I mean, no. But like, you don't. I mean, give him time. He's 25. He's a, he's a young
0: vet. We'll give him. You know. Time. You know. What you sound like. You know what you sound like now? You sound I, like me over the past two years with uh, Andrew Wiggins. Give him time. He's only 24. Give him time. He's only 25. He on still Andrew, be a superstar. I
1: gave I gave up on Andrew Wiggins. It happened. It
0: happened. If we're past. We're past. I Andrew. finally did. But listen, I think now that he can be a superstar role player. I don't know about Superstar, Roque, but he's... I'm being he's funny. Roque. He's
1: good. No. Like, Andrew Wiggins had a good season. I, I can say that, but I, I did... I held out hope until like the very last possible moment that Andrew Wiggins could still become something. That never happened, but it's okay. Um,
0: yeah. You did what you could. We hope for the best, and it is what it is. And, and speaking of it is what it is, I think this is a good transition to our trades, right? What do you think? Because at the end of the day, that's the only justification justification I'm going to have. They are what they are. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, Ben Simmons, we'll keep keep an eye on it. Uh, I will make this note right now, Justin. if and when Ben Simmons is traded. You're my guest to break it down.
1: Let's do it. I'll be here.
0: Um, All right.
1: Okay. So, like I said, I came up with three different trades. I didn't go on the trade NBA at all to look for different trades. I just came up with three of my own. So, uh, I can start it. You can start it either one. But I'm excited to get into these.
0: I say you go first.
1: You want me to? Okay. Yeah. So my first trade, of course, it's going to be a Cavs trade. Why wouldn't it be a Cavs trade? Um, okay. It is the Cavs and the Magic. Um, and I actually, like, I, these are all trades. Like, I'm not just saying, like, Kyrie for Ben Simmons. Like, I actually like these trades. Um, so the Orlando Magic receive Tariq Prince and two second-round picks, from the Cavs next year, one from San Antonio, one from
0: Washington. The Cavaliers yeah. receive Terrence Ross. Interesting. So you keep Terrence Ross for the next two years. You have shooting, instant offense off the bench. You have some draft capital, and uh, for the Magic, I guess that's their one redeeming factor because Tony Prince is just okay. I mean, if they look like- for a guy like that, they had Dwayne Bacon last year.
1: I think the thought process for Orlando is they are clearly not trying to compete this year. Uh, that is not the goal. Um, you got two picks for two second rounders for Evan Fournier. Um, basically what this allows is you can get off of that Terrence Ross contract two years sooner um, and get assets for it. And then possibly also flip turn Prince at the deadline for another asset, maybe another second round pick, maybe even two, if he plays well enough. Um, so it is just kind of about collecting those, you know, those small assets and getting off of that money sooner potentially for Orlando. Um, on the Cavs side, again, you continue to add um, what I think is a talent upgrade from from Prince to Ross, uh, but playing sort of a similar role as just a guy who could just shoot and bring instant offense off the bench. Um, and the key here for the Cavs is starting to clear up that power forward rotation because right now on the Cavs roster, you have Kevin Love, Tarion Prince, Larry Nance Jr., Dean Wade, who are like all – deserving of minutes and whose natural positions are probably power forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, You also have like Lamar Stevens, who's going to be on the roster next year, who, you know, I would like to see get some run. I just don't know if it happens right now because, again, there are just so many power forwards on this team right now. Um, You know, you also have a guy like Jandro Cabangeli still under contract. Uh, I don't expect him to be on the team past camp, but you never know. Again, he could come out from the summer and look and maybe he makes the team as well. That's another guy you have to go with there. Uh, It seems like they draft Evan Mobley right now. So there are just a ton of power forwards in the mix, Um, you know, cashing in on a couple of those little trade chips and those second round picks next year. Um, You still keep your own second round pick next year. You just, you know, give up the two others that you collected, Um, get a talent upgrade and also get a cleaner positional fit, Uh, free up some minutes for some other guys who deserve those minutes as well. Um, So I think there is logic behind both sides. could Orlando potentially get a better offer for Terrence Ross than that? I guess maybe, considering the fact that, you know, and I guess this is a more credible contract than Fournier's was, but considering Mm -hmm. the fact that they only got two first or two second round picks for Evan Fournier, um, you're getting more than that here. You're getting two second rounders plus uh, Tarion Prince, who I do think is a flippable asset at the deadline. So I think it's Uh reasonable for both sides. Again, maybe Orlando gets a better offer,
0: but I think it could work out. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, it's possible. I just think if, if you were to keep Terrence Ross through the trade deadline and see what value you get from him from a contender wanting those three-point shooting on the cheap, well, not on the cheap, but you know what I mean, then basically, I I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I mean, it's possible. You know, it's possible. Think I think it's against it for you. For me, I just feel like Terrence Ross would get more. Like, I feel like he's not better than Evan Fournier, like, man-to-man. But I think that he is, I mean, better than Evan Fournier. <laughs> I'm not how Evan Fournier, though. That's probably why. So when I saw him get traded for two second round picks, I was like, oh, okay. Like, you don't remember me trying to tr- – okay, shout out to SBC. But um, during SBC last year, I was trying to just let go of Fournier altogether. Like, don't even put the trade player option, like, forget him. Bye. Like, like, like no team option, nothing. Like I was done with him. I was gonna go to war with um, Shabazz Napier over him. Oh, really? I'm not, I'm not an Evan Fournier fan. Yeah, my teammate had to take me off the ledge and hold me away from it. Cause if I had a minute, like it was over. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, I like him and Fournier and I like Terrence Ross. But I think Terrence Ross's skill set, his ability to be consistently off the bench, that three point shooting brings us a lot better than Fournier. Fournier is a competent three point shooter as well, but like. Terrence Ross will be 50-point games in the whole nine. I feel like if you have him on a team that's going to do a lot of losing, he's going to be able to put up a lot of points. You can probably inflate his value enough that you can get, you know, a, a late first-rounder, a future first-rounder. Yeah, from a contending team, but a first over a second or a player who is just joins the, the group of marginally okay players, you know? I think that there's value to be had out of Ross that uh, there wasn't in Fournier, considering that they had – they had to get something for Fournier. You know what I mean? I think that's why.
1: Yeah, there, there is the factor of, like, Ross is under contract for two more seasons. Uh, Fournier wasn't expiring. Uh, Boston's going to have to decide whether they want to resign him. And, again, Ross is under a more reasonable contract as well, You know, considerably less than what Fournier was making that final season. So there are arguments as to why he could have more value uh, than Fournier. Again, I think Prince does, you know, put that in the, you know, quote, unquote, more value tier. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe it does, you know, require more than that. Maybe it is a late first. Um And, you know, maybe that's something that, you know, if if Ross does come out and, you know, plays great next year on this team and where he's going to be getting a lot of opportunities to shoot the ball quite a bit, uh, maybe that does drive it up. Maybe, you know, I mean, the Cavaliers have plenty of picks. Um, there's still something that could get done there. Um We would just have to see, obviously, but... Terrence Ross definitely one of my favorite guys to uh, monitor here coming up as far as where he could possibly go, because there are obviously a ton of teams that could use him. I
0: agree. I agree 100%. I just – I think it's interesting to see where he goes, because there – like you said, that's a good trade, especially if you're looking at the right now, taking what happened, you know, using um, the last trade of better guys presumably on your team as like a benchmark for what to do with this guy. That makes sense, good value there, you know, at least decent value for Orlando getting something out of them. I just – I think that Ross is a play you can get a little bit more out of, even if it's not much more. But I like it. I mean, that was a, a well, that was one of the, the classic Justin between the margins kind of trades, you know, upgrading Cleveland. I guess my question is, uh, Terrence Ross, what is going to help Cleveland? Do you make the play-in game?
1: Yeah. I think that, you know, it's reasonable that Cleveland at least, like, tries to turn that corner this year. Um, you keep Larry Nance around. You bring in Evan Mobley. Uh, obviously, you still have your two main guards. It's it's about, you know, turning that corner and becoming a competitive team, I think. Again, not only does it free up minutes for, you know, that power forward rotation that, you know, all played the minutes they deserve, uh, it is a talent mm-hmm. upgrade, and it does kind of help you turn that corner towards becoming, you know, a respectable team in the East again.
0: Yeah, I mean it's possible. You gotta get there somewhere. I mean it's been a while, Cleveland. This is for you, right? Okay, that that's one. right.
1: Harris okay. Ross is gonna be the next LeBron James. Call call it now.
0: There we go. Well, here's what I got here. So I, I got a trade also involving Orlando. Um, it's gonna blow yours out the water, bro. I hate to be humble, but I'm just kidding. All right. So <laughs> Gary Harris, Gary. the number five overall pick.
1: Oh wow, we're getting we're getting spicy.
0: Yep, the top five protected a uh, first-rounder from 2023 and what doing a 2023 first-rounder from Chicago to the Oklahoma City Thunder oh, don't Gilles do alexander Don't
1: do that. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> your Because I already don't like it.
0: Okay. The Magic get a player that is clearly someone they can build around. Someone who's a shot creator who manufactured a ton of offense in Oklahoma City by himself. Like, no other piece. We bring him in. That's yep. our guy moving forward. Still just 23. Uh, just untapped potential at the wazoo. Boom. We give Gary Harris, you know, they have the salary for it. They have the cap space for it, rather. No big it's deal. Very, it comes Gary off piece to the franchise. I like it. Uh, there you go. And then the picks. You get, I mean, come on, you get three first-rounders. Well, one's top five protected. But you get our number five pick. So, now you don't have to worry about having to argue between Jonathan Kamingo or Scotty Barnes. You just have both. Um and totally hey, maybe one of them turns into
1: a guy like Shea Alexander. Maybe one
0: hey, of them reaches that year. There you Where go. And hey, listen, OK gonna be bad for him anyway, and mind you, I don't know if they're wet on extending Shea Gilles Alexander. I just don't know if they are. If they're gonna continue they're just starting their rebuild. I mean the first year I mean they already understand. did extend Shea, or did they not
1: extend Shay? No, they didn't extend Shea. No, they didn't extend, no, they didn't extend like, yeah. I don't understand why they wouldn't
0: be. Well, I mean I I imagine they that, that they would. that's my
1: fault, but like they uh-huh. have clear books.
0: There is no reason to not extend them. Oh, no, they definitely could and, and should do it. But I'm just saying for the Magic's hope, you have to hope that they don't. And you have the hope that this plethora of picks makes them change their mind. Be like, hey, you know, uh, Oklahoma City, you're going to extend them for what? Like, you guys are going to be losing for the next two years. Like, your first year for Shea there wasn't even a rebuilding year. You had, you know, Chris Paul and, and the great Dennis Schroeder, and look what you guys did. Um, and then the second year was, like, the beginning of that. But now you're really starting to complete an utter breakdown uh, of this roster, so now we're really gonna see what it's about. and I think that if you say, hey, right now, get another top five, pick uh, get another top five pick in this draft, possibly get one next year either from us or Chicago, and then they get a guy in Gary Harris who maybe you could mess around, play well and trade, him at the straight deadline. Uh, what do you think about about that for both squads? It's spicy, but you know
1: is what it is. I uh, don't like it for thunder at all. um i'll I'll, I'll give this the. The honorary, I mean, no, it's now 12:03, it. but it's a fun trade. But we're we're not we're not um, doing it. We're we're not adding more. I'm not just saying this, you know, just because it was a joke. We're not adding more picks to to OKC. We're just not doing it. You have Shea. That is what you're looking for when you draft guys. What? Is a guy like Shea Gilt is Alexander, right? and I understand you're going to have to pay him. That's not that big of a deal. Like, what if, okay, what if I 20, uh huh. You have plenty of spending room. I like Jonathan Kaminga quite a bit. Um, I still think you take the sure thing in Shea. Uh, you still have plenty, 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 plenty of ammunition to use to you know build, fill out the rest of this rebuild. Um, I just don't see. I don't see the value of moving Shea in almost any circumstance. I guess that's where I'm at. With
0: I get you. Okay, what if I were to take, you know, Gary Harris. Say, you know what, Gary, get out of here. We don't want you. Oh, well, you know, Oklahoma, that was going to sway him. And I say, you know what, though? We'll give you that same pick package, that number five of this and year. add
1: Gabriel Deck, I'm in. Let's
0: do it. I was actually going to say add Jonathan Isaac. Oh,
1: well, that's not You fun, know but that but Sam
0: Presti loves those long, athletic, defensive-minded, offensively I think, wings.
1: I think that gets you more in the conversation. But, again, I think that Jonathan Isaac we don't know if he's capable of staying healthy at this point. Uh, I, I think if you're adding Jonathan Isaac to the rest of that, I probably say yes. Um, honestly, I do really like Jonathan Isaac, but at that point, like what are you doing? If you're the magic, like you're giving away literally everything to build around. Shea, Martel Fultz, RJ Hampton, Cole Anthony, Chuma Okiki, and Wendell Carter. Like, how far is that team really going to get you? Like, those are all fine players. Um, obviously, you know Shea being the centerpiece, being a really good player. But I still like you're you're really limiting yourself as far as future assets if you give up Isaac as well. Um, I think kind of the, the mindset there is to pair, you know, pair him with a guy like Jonathan Isaac. Um, I, I wouldn't do that. Um, and also, I don't see John Hammond trading. Trading away Isaac. That is literally like the quintessential John Hammond player. Um, so don't see him just parting with him. That easy.
0: I mean, I say you only do that because you get a guy with that same freakish, long, kind of long limbed uh, shot cream that you haven't had that you've been looking for in uh, Gilgis Alexander. But you know what? I, I, I'm with you. I didn't think these were likely trades, but I did think they were artfully crafted. and I had to give a shout out to him.
1: Imagine. Jonathan Kaminga, Scotty Barnes, and Jonathan Isaac all on the Thunder. That is, if that is something. If there ever was one. Okahevsky, that's something. But um, also shout out to the Thunder who are still paying Kyle
0: Singler for two more years. But um, Yikes, man, please don't. Oh my! I remember when that happened. I was like, eh, this could work. I, it, it could never work. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, but it's back to you, sir. Back to you with another trade. Back, back
1: to me. Trade number two. Los Angeles Lakers and Minnesota Timberwolves.
0: Oh, this should be good. Is this going to help our success?
1: The Lakers, it actually is, yes. Um, The Timberwolves receive Kyle Kuzma. uh, The 2027 first-round pick that you have, and then after the draft this year, your 2021 pick. So, like, Mm -hmm. once that is eligible to be traded, you're sending out both of them along with Kyle Kuzma for Malik Beasley.
0: Interesting, interesting. I don't know if Malik Beasley's worth a, a primo like, asset that in, in Kuzma that and a, too, huh?
1: Is like, is that too much for Malik? Like, I feel like. I, okay, I so I kind of went back and forth on this. So I think that would be what Minnesota like asks for. I think that is what they would ask for to start. Um, maybe you can turn either that twenty twenty one or twenty twenty seven first. I think I think Minnesota would covet the twenty twenty seven first, just because we have no idea how good the Lakers will be then. But um, maybe you can turn one of those into a second rounder. Um, and again, like Kyle Kuzma does hold value in the situation. Again, looking at kind of the power forward void that Minnesota does have, like Kyle Kuzma is someone who could come in there and and play a, a very real role for that team. Uh, fits the timeline quite you know a bit as well. So maybe I'm giving a little bit too much to the Timberwolves here, but overall, do you like Malik Beasley on the Lakers?
0: I like it. I do. I think, like I said, I'm giving a little bit too much. Like you said, you know, the fact that I get a primo asset in Kyle Kuzma or the first-round pick, they should be lucky for either. Um, okay, I'm just exaggerating just a little bit. But anyways, um, to bring it back to um, the Lakers perspective, he's someone who has proven that he can shoot the three ball at a high clip. And with high efficiency, that's what the Lakers need and haven't had over the last couple of years since LeBron's been there. And honestly, if we're being completely and brutally just transparent, even before that, um, they haven't had a knockdown shooter in years, I would say Wayne Ellington back in like 2014 2015, um, depending on how you look at that. Jody Meeks as well. Like, it's been a while. So, to have a guy like that, that... You're going to do that open... KCP? K- KCP's been streaky, man. KCP's been streaky. Same. J.S. Smith had a horrible shooting with us, man. Horrible. I'm sorry. Like, KCP's been more D than 3 for us. If we're being... Like, he can knock it down and does it decently. But, like, with the reputation that he came with, no way. He's not lived up to that at all. Like, when you... can Macklemore? is shooting the ball, huh? That That even he disappointed, man. Andre Drummond, okay. Are you all right? You know what? Now you're now you're just trying to get on my skin, there, buddy. Andre Drummond, get out of here with that all nonsense. Right. No, I'm playing. But I like it. I think that's a good. I think it's a good trade. Um, the framework is something that's achievable for the Lakers. Uh, I don't think that Malik Beasley is long for Minnesota. He doesn't quite fit their plans. Maybe he had before all this, you know, stuff went down. His personal life that kind of impacted them. But even then. I mean, he's kind of a, a one-trick pony that's good at something. I think he's grown a little bit in playmaking, a little bit in terms of finishing around the basket and being more of a three-level scorer uh, while not quite actually being a three-level scorer. But he's just not there. This is not his game. So I like it for the Lakers. He would just be exactly what LeBron needs him to be, a catch-and-shoot, knock-down, three-point guy. He would get all the minutes, maybe um, compete more defensively and earn some more time, but it would be a valuable he's rotation He's be player. there for the next three years. Exactly. And fits better than Kuzma does moving forward. Because Kuzma, I don't think, is going to be the guy that we thought he was going to be.
1: No, I mean, Kuzma's a good player. He is. He's a fine player. I just think that Malik is better, and he fills that scoring need that they kind of need. That mm-hmm. scoring void that they kind of need to fill, rather. Um, mm-hmm. If you're hoping that Kuzma would do that, you know, at the beginning of a couple seasons ago, like at that. That clearly hasn't happened, but it's not to say that Kuzma isn't a very useful player who can do a lot of good things for you. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think each team could use each player. Um, I think it, it, it's definitely reasonable that you know there would be interest there on both sides.
0: True, true. I, I think that would be something that's interesting. That's solid. Look at your reasonable trades. I, I'm about to hit you with another. i Where think we What are we
1: doing this time? Just hop right into it. Let's hear it.
0: All right. Three-team trade. Three-team trade. Okay. Thunder, Magic, Warriors. Oh, God. What are we doing? (laughs) So, the Thunder are going to get Andrew Wiggins, the number seven first-round pick from Minnesota, or or Golden State, really, and then the number 14 first-round pick from Golden State. The Magic are going to get James Wiseman. The Warriors are going to get Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac. What do you think?
1: Okay, so I'm writing this down real quick. The All right. Warriors get Isaac.
0: Isaac man. and Markel Fultz.
1: Ooh, man. Isaac and Markel Fultz. So, the Thunder are getting two picks. Where are those picks coming from again?
0: They're going from Golden State, number seven, number 14.
1: Both of them from Golden State. Okay, yeah. Oh, no, so Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. One was from Minnesota. Why
1: are the Magic giving up Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz for James Wiseman. When well, have Mobamba and Wendell
0: Carter. I'll tell you why. So you're getting rid of Mobamba. Wendell Carter can play with James Wiseman. Mobamba has been disappointing. I don't. And think
1: Wendell Carter can play with James Wiseman is that a given?
0: I don't know, but I think you have to go with the potential when you get. You're a team that's going to be in the cellar of the Eastern Conference. I don't think you can. If you're making a move behind playing, who who plays ahead or behind a Wendell Carter, I think you're making a mistake.
1: Please All you're
0: giving up Isaac.
1: Huh? But you're giving up Jonathan
0: Isaac. You're giving up Jonathan Isaac, who in this scenario, as a member of the of the Magic, I don't believe can stay healthy and is on long-term contract, 17 mil a year, and he still got four more years. I'm totally resetting. I still keep my number five pick. I still keep my number eight pick. I got James Wiseman now, so I got my young pick. Yeah. Can like, the
1: I post, don't. Not that school. sold on James Wiseman.
0: Huh?
1: Not that sold on James Wiseman.
0: Well, I mean, like, we I'm not going to say the Warriors You got a number they're
1: giving up quite a bit. Like they're giving up Wiseman, Wiggins, and two picks for these guys.
0: Like, for, for, for the Warriors, I mean, you get two young rotation players. Oh so yeah, you just. Huh?
1: I would say yeah, you do, but like the Magic are kind of getting
0: screwed here a little. How? You get, you're just not high on Wiseman, that's why. You have
1: two good young players for James Wiseman. Like, why, who's to say that Jonathan Isaac is not like considerably more valuable than James Wiseman? They're both coming off knee injuries. Obviously, Isaac's is more serious. But Isaac is also locked up at a reasonable number for the next four seasons. Markel Fultz locked up for the next three seasons. Last year, only $2 million guaranteed. Like Yes, they're both coming off ACLs, and that is a tad bit concerning, but I don't think it's anything a tad bit concerning. overly concerned about. I mean, he it's would be a perfect fit for the more, rest of the It's more team. than a tad bit concerning for Isaac because the injuries have piled up, but Markell I'm not overly concerned about. But, like, why are you just trading away great players that can net you more than James Wiseman for James Wiseman?
0: I see what you're saying. All right, fine. I was still, The trade was still in development. Okay, but but I thought this is a good framework. I think it's a good start.
1: Maybe you get somewhere a little bit closer if you reroute that mm-hmm. number like the higher of the two picks from the Thunder to to uh to the Magic, maybe they get you
0: mm-hmm. a little closer.
1: Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, I don't know. But um the Magic definitely need more here. It's a fun trade though.
0: Uh, they, thank you. It's a fun trade. it. I'm just kidding. I don't want this. I don't want to hear a fun trade. I want to hear that's a well done trade, Corbin, and I would swing for the fences immediately. But I guess I'm not hearing that today, and that's fair. That's fine. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay. Well, with that being said, <laughs> um, let's hear your last one for the. I mean, listen. No, actually, I'm gonna throw my last one out here because I want to. I want to have you oh. save your last one. Oh, I, I got time. a.
1: I got a big one to save
0: for last. Oh, okay, let's good. Then we'll, we'll save the best for. For we'll truly save the best for last in this instance because. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what is the last one here. <sighs> this has been very, very disappointing. I, I I, gotta say it, but I'm doing my best here. Alright. This is my monster trade.
1: I believe Ready? it. Did you have another chance.
0: Alright, uh, I, here we go. Monster 14 trade.
1: Okay. Wizards. Oh, 14. Received. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, okay. Let me, I need, I, I have, I've run out of space on my notebook paper. Alright. Okay, Wizards. I'm ready.
0: Wizards receive Kyle Kuzma, Terrence Ross, Alfonso McKinney, and picks
1: number eight, 11, and 22. Hornets. You better not put Brad McBeal in L.A.
0: <laughs> Hornets receive Ben Simmons and pick 28. Magic receive, oh, my fault. I said four teams. Oh, this is four teams. No, it's five teams. Five teams. Good. I I cut off. Yeah. This is a long, I have to send the picture of it. Magic receive Miles Bridges and the 2022 second round pick from Washington. Lakers receive the 33rd pick. And the best player in this five-team trade, Terry Rozier. <laughs> and then, last but not least, the 76ers get Brad Beal.
1: The 76ers? Okay, so plot twist here. I, I thought for sure you were putting him in, uh, in L.A. I like, can't LA. Like
0: then I said, Corp, be realistic.
1: Okay, so I and give you bonus like points for not doing it. that. So give me, like, 30 minutes to process what you just told me, and then I'll be back.
0: All right, that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. This, was a monster. this was my last one.
1: Okay, so I'm just going to start with the Wizards' return. So you get Kuzma, 8, 11, and 22. I don't think that is enough for.
0: And Terrence
1: Ross. And, okay, and Alfonso McKinney. He lets us yep. let include everyone. And, this you is know, a
0: good mix of, of win now and compete for a team that doesn't know what they want to do and still Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to be a play for this, but, I mean, it, it's
1: going to be a play player. I I think you're missing that one cornerstone piece that you're, you're really going to covet in a Beal trade. Um, Dennis Schroeder? No, no. Not <laughs> um, okay, so the Hornets are giving up. What picks are they giving up in this? I can't even keep
0: this. All right. So the Hornets, what they're losing, they lose the number. Um, They lose their so own picks.
1: Terry so and Bridges, and then they huh? lose which pick?
0: Um, the number 11.
1: Number 11. So number 11, Bridges and Terry
0: for yep. Simmons. Yeah, I think that's in a framework. Uh, pretty-
1: I guess that's, it gets you there, maybe. All
0: right. You can see it. Yes, like, yes. Like
1: maybe, maybe, maybe. Um. Trading out Terry Rozier. Okay, so I'm assuming you probably keep Devonte Graham, so you can just you can roll with with Lamelo and Devonte. That works well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you go with PJ and Ben Simmons, and then you can either roll out of center there, or you can, you know, who, who are the who are the Hornets left with here? I'm I'm, I'm thinking in. about many things at the same time. So you have
0: Ben Simmons, you have Melo... Love Melo, never Melo. You have Ben Simmons, Love Melo, Devontae Graham. You still got um, PJ Washington. You still have uh, Malik Monk. You Martin, uh, you Martin you have, and Malik Monk. You got Martin. You can get a center still. You have a decent team.
1: You're going to need to go out and find a wing. Like You're going to need to find a wing. Um, but if you can, uh, you know, maybe this is something you consider. Again, if you, if you think... That like Simmons can be that guy for you, um, to whereas you know Bridges and Terry are just kind of nice pieces for you. I can understand that, but they they need to go out and get another wing who can either start for you or come off the bench or get one of each. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are immediately very thin there. Um, like I said, maybe you start Simmons at the three and then start PJ next to a center but then you're going to need to find a center because are you going to start Jalen McDaniels? Are you going to bring back Cody Zeller? Cody Zeller, by the way, who stuck on the uh, Charlotte Hornets roster the entire season. I think I called that one, but um, cough, cough. And you know what? As I say, all of this, I completely forgot that Gordon Hayward existed. So there's your wing. Um, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Again, there's too much going on here, but you're still going to need another wing. Like you're going to need to find a wing to come off the bench. And Gordon Hayward is, that I'd maybe get hurt again anyway. So like, can't forget about Gordon. But um, you're still gonna need to get some wing depth. Um, mm. you know, I'm going to say that's okay for the Hornets. Like getting Ben Simmons, I think, like that is an appropriate package for Ben Simmons. And I think like, I can understand the thought process here for the Hornets. Mm. The ma the magic. What are the magic giving up? They're giving up Terrence Ross and eight. And is that yes. it?
0: So, what we have here, the Magic are giving up. You have Terrence Ross. Like you said, you have that number eight pick from Chicago. Um, and then you have the number 22 pick.
1: Oh, so are giving up the 22 pick as well. Mm. See, I... Uh, oh, my
0: fault. Number 33. My mistake.
1: Oh, number 33. Okay, okay, okay. okay. My fault. Um, That's more bearable then. Um, the Magic get Miles Bridges. That's a nice piece um, you can kind of add to the mix of Jonathan Isaac again, from Kiki. I think he would fit in really, really nicely in that kind of just, you know, super athletic, uh, long wing rotation, uh, kind of, you know, 3-4 rotation. Um, is it worth giving up the number eight overall pick for? Um, maybe not, but you do get a second round pick in return as well. You kind of swap that,
0: mm-hmm. you know. And depends on how you are on the 8th pick in this draft.
1: Yeah, that too. Um, you know, it is Book Knight or Moses Moody more valuable than Miles Bridges? You know, I'll, I'll leave that for you to decide. But again, I understand the thought process here. Um, mm-hmm. You are going to have to pay uh, Bridges here soon, uh, very soon. So, you know, it depends on whether you want to do that or not, whether you sure. think that's worth it. But again, I can understand the thought process here. The Lakers are giving up Kuzma. Alfonso and uh, is twenty two their pick? Is their pick twenty two overall? Is is that where this is? You there?
0: Okay, I'm here, I'm here. You know I'm muted myself, sorry. I had a oh. cough fit. No, I was talking to I said you said is the number twenty two pick ours?
1: Is it the Lakers, yeah.
0: Um. A, a yes, it is system.
1: the Lakers. Their, is that what they're picking? Okay, so that's they're what giving it. Lakers are picking. Who's Alfonso and their first for Terry Rozier? Exactly. Um,
0: I think that's fair value. No, that I want to
1: say that Terry Rozier sucks just so I can make you mad, but yeah. um, I yeah. kind of don't hate that. Like Terry Rozier again is an impactful scorer for the Lakers. Um, you're not giving up horrible amount of depth. Like Alfonso is whatever. Kuz is you know Kuz for Rozier. Like I, you know, can't... I'll just say I'll say that's fine. Like Kuz, that pick again. I'd rather target a guy like Malik Beasley, but um, I can understand going after Rozier as well. Um, I think that's reasonable. Um, and again, they also they're they're moving back eleven spots. Like you do get another pick in the draft, so that's that's another plus for them. Mm-hmm. And then the Sixers get Beal. Yeah. Uh, the Sixers are giving up. What are the Sixers giving up here, Simmons? And which picks?
0: The well, Sixers are giving up Simmons. They're giving up the 28th overall pick.
1: That is a heck of a deal for the Sixers.
0: Down more AS, a- a- if you ask me. That
1: is a heck of a deal for the Sixers. The Sixers are the winners of this trade. Um, Lakers too. I think they're simply just going to have to <laughs> I don't know what it is but you're going to the Sixers are going to have to give more to the Wizards. It's just going to have to happen like it's not going to be enough for the Wizards.
0: Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, yeah. I just feel like Ben Simmons in there is enough considering that he is maybe not on Bradley Bill's level, but that's just because his own star has fallen. You know what I mean? Like if you compare them going into this year One could make a straight swap trade. I would think Bradley Beal for Ben Simmons, a reasonable deal. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, for goodness sake, they were offering Ben Simmons for James Hart.
1: James Harden and like a four first round picks, but Ah, fair enough. Whatever it was. Um, And yeah, especially with the way that his trade value has fallen. I don't really see that one uh, again right now. Um, it, 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 I think you have something interesting here, and it's like, this is actually, like, not bad. Like, this is probably... This is my favorite of the ones that you've presented. Um, I, I think, mm. I, I'm i not sure what you're giving to the Wizards, but it's going to have to be something else, and I really don't know if you can get there, because, like I said, the Wizards aren't really getting that one cornerstone piece back in this, and I'm not sure if Philly can give that to them, especially if they're not trading in bad settings. I
0: see what you mean. I see what you mean. It's... Yeah. All right, all right. Ultimately, though, you think it's a reasonable trade, right? Something that could happen. I think it's
1: reasonable. But a little bit of like, fine tuning. Uh, there, there need to be some fine tuning, you know, on the wizard side, just what they're getting back. But it's you have a framework there. I'll give you that.
0: Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Great. i think I want my last trade to not be the the quote unquote dreaded fun trade. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Well, I mean.
1: I'm- I have a big one to I have a big one to top it off with.
0: Let's Let's do it. We're hour in. Let's make this bad boy happen.
1: Are you ready? I am ready, sir. Tristan Thompson for DJ Augustine. <laughs> that was That was it. Yeah, that's not it. That, I'm i kidding.
0: I was uh, like I was like uh you're joshing me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, cool, cool. That was good. Wow, this guy, DJ Augustine. We have the Clippers
1: and the Grizzlies. Are you ready?
0: Whoa, let's do it.
1: Okay, so the Clippers receive Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, Tyus Jones, Brandon Clark, Xavier Tillman, and a 2022 top five protected first.
0: Whoa, that's a haul.
1: Okay.
0: Why?
1: The Grizzlies receive Paul George.
0: Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Okay. That's, you got to break this thing down. I I, I think that Paul George, for one, this would be in the third time he's getting, well, no, the second time that he's been part of a major haul for him. And yeah, you're getting him a long-term. He's a shot creator and secondary offensive initiator that the Grizzlies would need most certainly. But the Clippers are getting a lot of guys and no picks involved. They,
1: I included the one pick. Next year's top five protected first.
0: Oh, God. Okay. you're getting
1: getting that pick you're getting that pick um but again like the wizard the 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 grizzlies just have so many like i I don't want to call them spare parts but like fine pieces that make reasonable salaries to where like there's not like one guy that you can look to on the Wizards on the i don't keep saying wizards the grizzlies that like you know that is the one like big salary that you're trading and you can just kind of build around that um, I don't think you're trading Jonas Valanciunas. I think you want the you know the idea here is you're going all in. Uh, you want a guy like Jonas around um, that leaves you with again a piece that I think, uh, especially if the Clippers are going into a rebuilding mode. I think this is under the assumption that maybe Kawhi leaves and you're just looking to move on from Paul George. You're selling high on him after a pretty good playoff run. Um, you're getting Dylan Brooks, who is still you know fairly young, a guy who can easily be flipped for more assets, and I think that's going to be a kind of a common trend here uh dylan brooks a guy you can flip for assets kyle anderson a guy you can flip for assets tyus jones a guy you can flip for assets and then some other fairly young interesting guys to look at here uh and brandon clark uh xavier tillman you're obviously getting that pick which it'll be interesting because this is kind of a move that makes you think if you're the clippers okay you know maybe we can still kind of compete next year you know we're getting dylan brooks kyle anderson you know tyus jones these are all you know you know all of these guys are, like, playable rotation guys. So, like, you're still going to have some depth next year. Uh, The thought process, I think, is just that, you know, you're going to end up flipping a lot of these guys for more assets. Um, And if the Clippers do completely bottom out, that's why you protect that pick top five, uh, just so that if you do land, you know, all the way at the bottom, you do still keep that. Um, Mm -hmm. But Or, wait, what am I looking at here? So, no, that's the Grizzlies. I, meant I, was, to say, I was
0: trying to get okay, cool, cool. I, I,
1: I completely just contradicted myself again. We're we're it's a, almost oh, one o'clock on your end. I get okay, it. so if if the Grizzlies, you know, fall out in our disaster next year, then that's what okay. Completely forget everything I just said about about that. This is the Grizzlies pick, not the Clippers. I don't know where I was going with that. But um, anyway, so basically just a first rounder next year. Um, probably you know a mid to late first, um, which is just again another guy that you can add. But you're basically just getting a lot of, like, cool, decent stuff. A lot of it you can flip for more assets down the line for Paul George.
0: That's true. That's true. I, think you're you're, I see grizzly, what you're saying.
1: If you're the Grizzlies, you're keeping Jai, you're keeping Jaren, uh, you're keeping Jonas, and you're keeping Desmond Bane, and you're getting Paul George. And that's a heck of a team.
0: That is a heck of a team. I see what you're coming from. So basically you're saying for the Grizzlies, immediate upgrade, you really don't have to – going at what uh, Paul George provides because it's just immediate and obvious and good. For the Clippers, you get guys who can help you kind of win now, but also you could parlay into other pieces for later of the immediate future, et cetera, right?
1: Yeah, like if the Clippers are kind of like under the, you know, fault mind, like the faulty mindset of like, oh, you know, like these guys are gone, but we're still going to compete because we want to stay relevant. Like these are some guys who, you know, are like kind of sort of able to help you with that. But as mm-hmm. soon as that... House, like they all have enough value to where you can flip them. Okay.
0: Okay, I like it. I, I think, I think this was a fun. Sh- no, I'm just kidding. This was a solid trade. I don't see the Clippers doing it, of course. Uh, looking at how Paul. So this is under the
1: assumption that Kawhi leaves, and you're just looking to ship Paul
0: George somewhere else. That's true. Even that's then, I feel like the Clippers might immediately try to retool rather than blow it up, just because they saw that without. Cool. Why they were still able to get out of that second round and almost, you know, what, two games away from the finals?
1: Yeah, like they they absolutely could decide to retool again. I oh, think that. Uh-huh. Would be, I think I don't think they can do it with just Paul George, but um, I see the thought process there as well.
0: At, no, no, this is this is good. I'm i I I like it. I think it's a solid trade. I I think just like mine, we saved our best for last, you know. Again,
1: you could, if if the uh, Grizzlies aren't willing to give up Dylan Brooks, you could always have Justice Winslow take his player option and send that out instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the Clippers don't appreciate that. Um, maybe at that point you've already traded Justice Winslow for Andre Gidala. Uh I don't know. But um, that's another one of my favorite trades of the offseason. Uh, Justice Winslow pick up his player option, trade him to the Heat for Andre. What do you think?
0: Uh, wait, one more time. Run that back one more time.
1: Justice Winslow for Andre all
0: <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Why not? Why not? Why not? not? No. Force so, Andre to do exactly what he's been trying to avoid for two years now.
1: Yeah.
0: You're a mess, man. You know what? I think that's the perfect place to end this episode. I think that's a solid trade to close it out. Next thing you know, we're gonna try to trade Anthony Davis to the to the Pelicans to to match with Zion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. On the
1: next episode of Fun Trade Friday, trading, Listen, trading Nick Davis to
0: New Orleans. We're bringing that back, so I say let's do that, man. Let's 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 get that back on. You're the fun trade. Part. We we let's get you back on doing that.
1: We got a Paul George Pacers trade coming up next.
0: All right, that's next episode. Hey, stay tuned, y'all. We got Paul George going back. I think we should do a reunion themed episode. We try to get stars back on old teams. Why not?
1: I am a hundred percent for that. All I'm right, here.
0: that that's the next one. Look at that. Look at us making plans. Anyways, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Match, you can find him at Justin Match. You can find him at Justin Match twenty six on Twitter. Justin, you got anything you want to plug, share? What's going on down the pipeline? Big things? What's up? Um, still doing a
1: podcast about the Cavs. Uh, go listen to that if you want. Cavalier Central. Um, I'll be in Summer League when that's going on. So you can say hi to me there if you want to. If not, I understand. Um, no, that's about it. Uh, looking forward to uh, doing this again soon with some more. Again, like, okay, so who else are we going to do? Are we going to trade, like, Kyrie back to the Celtics? Are we going to trade Kyrie back to the Cavs?
0: I think, I think I'm think i going to leave that up to you LeBron or LeBron, you LeBron? Left
1: left or to the, the LeBron.
0: I think why not? Like, I think the only rule we'll have to use is that these players had to have been traded. They couldn't have left yes. them in free agency. So, okay, like, we could trade, huh? That's fair. That's a fair rule. Cool. We could trade Durant back to Golden State. We
1: can trade Kyrie back to the Cavs. Yes, we could. There you go. I love it. I, love
0: I like it. it. All right, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Oh, Brandon Ingram still so going back to the Lakers. All right. There you go. That's our next plan, y'all. <laughs> Wait till the next entry of Fun Trade Friends. It's probably not our best one yet. But, um, Justin, man, thanks again for jumping on. You know I appreciate you as always, my friend. Appreciate you as well, Corbin. Hey, y'all, definitely make sure to check out his content. Check mine out. You know where to find Round Ball Ramble on HoopBall. In case you didn't know, HoopBall tweets on Twitter. Online, hoop-ball.com. You can find me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Uh, all I got to say, y'all, is enjoy our weekend. Justin Frosty, I'm Frosty, y'all stay Frosty, and we'll talk to y'all real, real soon. Alright. Oh, <laughs>